This is the Limitless Range Podcast. I am your host, Corey Chandler. I'm sitting down with my co-host, as usual, Petey Podlow. What's up, what's up? Also sitting down in the room with our producer, Dougie Fresh. As usual, you can get to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at One Limitless Range. You can also get to our website directly, LimitlessRangePodcast.com, or you can reach us by phone at 360-356-1699. All right, yeah, so fellas, man, how's your week going? As I got to apologize for last week, we don't have an episode. That one was on me. I know I try not to take days <laughs> off, but uh, Tiger winning the Masters was pretty huge for me. So uh, welcome back, fellas. How's, uh, I guess, the last two weeks been, Pete? Yeah, it's been good, man. I've been chilling, been working out, you know. Yeah, man, you you look like you've lost some LBs, man. Yeah, good shit. Yeah. Down like 18. Damn. Uh, yeah, but I got to keep grinding. You That's know? what's up, bro. Yes, sir. Good stuff. Yeah. Good job. Dougie, what about you, man? The opposite. <laughs> Put on 18. I see a yeah, I, yeah, I think he gave it to me. No, just keep him busy, you know. Got to like, fill up that time when you're skipping out on podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's true. That's true. Well, man, this is what we've been waiting for all year, guys. I mean, the playoffs are here. Um, you know, the first round that we've been looking for for a, for a while. Um, we've had some good matchups already. Some matchups that aren't impressive at all. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I just want to ask what your guys is. You know, I guess just take first of all, like, what do you think the best series so far has been? That's my question, Doug. What about you, man? Well, I mean, I probably have to go with yours. You know. The uh, Blazers versus the Thunder. I yeah. wish I'd watched the last one. <laughs> it was probably one of the better ones, but really great series. One of the closest ones, and one that kind of we thought ahead of time would be a good one, too. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there were surprises in other ones, but that's a little different. Get a game one surprise than having a good series. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Pete? What's been your favorite series so far? I mean... If we're going favorite, I I've watched every second of Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. in terms of I think like the most electric, most electric series has been your series has been real fun, but also Denver San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a been a good one. one. I mean, you know, couple you know San Antonio going you know stealing one in in Denver was huge. You know, almost stole two, but and then it's cool because like. The crazy performances by like non big name players, you know, like with your series, it's like yeah, Lillard and Westbrook, you know, yep. they ball out, they win. In this series, it's like Who's dudes are taking turns. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. Like you know, you got um, what's that kid that just balled out for San Antonio? Uh, Derek. Uh, it's Derek, Derek White. White. Yeah. Jeez, bro. Yeah. Dude, we're talking about a guy that um, he played Division two basketball. Mm-hmm. Seriously. So I mean. For him to go out and drop thirty-five shooting, uh, he had such a good percentage. You know, he barely missed any shots. It was fun to watch. It was really cool to see. And then like Jamal Murray's coming out, little coming out party, where like you know the series was going to be over because they were going to lose two in Denver to San Antonio, but Jamal Murray went bonkers and put the team on his back. I thought that was pretty cool. 
that series has been kind of fun. But I've also enjoyed the Portland OKC mm-hmm. series. Yeah, the interesting thing too about the Denver series is the fact that I feel like every time they're on, it's like they're in the middle of the two other games. So it'll be like the two games that are on TNT, but it's like, all right, Spurs and Denver on NBA TV if yeah. you want to tune in. It's like, man, when are they going to give us some credit? The other ones are like, okay, these two are on ESPN or TNT again tonight, and then we're going to put these guys over here on this channel. It's like they seem like they're never in the double header, and it's like every time I see the highlights of it, I'm like, damn, these were good games, but I haven't really got a chance to catch them because I'm so caught up in those TNT or ESPN matchups. Yeah, that's um, true. But you're right, it is sweet, man. And it's cool to see in, in the playoffs dudes step up that we don't expect, you know, because when you think about that series, you think about Jokic, you think about Aldridge, you think about DeRozan and, and boys like that. And it's like, you know, when dudes step up that you're not expecting to, man, that's that's cool. Um, obviously, I mean, for myself, you know, Portland, OKC's had me on the edge of my seat left and right, man. I mean, it's been an interesting series. I'm super proud of, you know, what Portland's done so far. And it's been cool to see, you know, after obviously the last few years of getting swept. Um, mm-hmm. But, man, it's, ugh, dude, it's tough, dude. I like, I look forward to the games, but then I'm like, almost on the nights off, I'm like, all right, dude, I get a break. Because, dude, <laughs> I mean, if you ask my wife, you know, I'm trying to watch these games, my baby's sleeping, and I'm like, let's go! It's <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> shut up! Like, That's damn right. it! I can't so, help it. Yeah, but yeah, man, it's gonna be interesting. Tomorrow's gonna be a big game for that one. Um, so, uh, mail. We got some mailbag questions, Dougie. Yeah, we have a few us? that still apply even from the beginning of the playoffs that we can talk about. You know, I figure you guys want to talk about uh, talk about your series too. Anyway, yeah, you know, of course. I mean, uh, Warriors and and Clippers. Which ended up being somehow somehow interesting, and then Blazers <laughs> OKC, you know. <laughs> yeah, I but, mean, we uh, can talk about those two series probably for the next hour and a half. Yeah, easy uh, for real. But we've got a, a a few questions that we could do here. So, and actually, like I said, some of these still apply. So we appreciate people sending them in. At Take Six asked, "Do you think the Raps will realistically make it out of the East?" So. I don't know what you guys had in your brackets, who you have, the Bucks winning the East or anything like that. I mean, Raptors are up there for a lot of people. I have them winning the East in mine, but we'll see sure. if I just jinxed them or not. But, of course, they lost that first game. They should be way better than that. Uh, what do you think, Pete? I mean, they have a chance, right? Or, or is it not going to happen? Well, I mean, I put them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. So... That 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 tells me that I do have them having a chance, or I wouldn't have them going that far. Right. But I I definitely pick Greek Freak. You know, I just like the spacing he has and uh, what the Bucks are doing right now. And then I don't even think they have Brogdon back yet. He'll probably be back by then. Right. So I, I like that team better. But if I had to pick a second team, I would go with. Man, Boston is playing pretty good too right mm. now. But I'd probably I'd probably go with Toronto because of my respect for Marcus Gasol. You know, Kawhi Leonard, Siakam, the mo- you know, probably gonna be the most improved player of the year. I just the way the team's built, it is built really good. You know, like Kawhi Leonard's trying to go inside, uh Gasol's popping. They're they're abusing the mismatch every time a little guy gets on Kawhi Leonard. He they clear it out. He goes to the paint. I like seeing teams that abuse mis, mismatches, use spacing. Those to me are championship qualities. You know, when you don't abuse mismatches, you're not really going to go deep into the playoffs. So I was seeing that kind of stuff from them when I watched the game, and I was really enjoying it. 
They got the star power. A lot of it is what is what what you know what Kyle Lowry are they gonna get? Mm. That's the biggest question mark. If they could get even fifteen a point a game, efficient Kyle Lowry, they're gonna I think they could have a good shot. If they get the zero points 0 for eight Kyle Lowry, 0 for yeah. seven or whatever he was, then there's no way they can do it. So that's why I that's what temp you know, it, it tempers my expectations on them and is why I give the edge to the Greek freak because I believe in Brogdon, I believe in Brook Lopez a little bit more than I believe in Kyle Lowry. So Yeah, all of our experiences watching them in the playoffs, it's just so hard to have a lot of faith in them. I'm yeah. sure a lot of Raptors fans would agree. What do you think, Corey? I mean, where are they going? Oh, yeah, man. It's I mean Pete said it really good. It's uh it's anybody's ball game you know i won't be surprised you know either way you know if the bucks make it as as pete's predicted or the raptors make it as you predicted and i still uh i still had boston in our brackets that we filled out so it's just kind of crazy um so i definitely won't be surprised i uh i don't see them getting there um I don't know why. I mean, obviously, you know, my dislike for Kawhi, um, <laughs> but I just feel like I, I just don't see – I haven't seen it from Kyle Lowry. So I think, like you talked about, it's hard to believe. And, you know, when we watch game one, it's like – I guarantee Raptors fans were like, come oh, on yeah. again? Are you serious? Like, I thought DeRozan might have been the jinx and we were going to pull this off. LeBron's gone. Here we come. What the – DJ Augustine, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but no, it's been good to see them bounce back. You know, I think they'll go on and, and, and take that series 4-1. I think they'll take it in five. I don't think Orlando grabs another one from them. Um, but it is going to be, man, they got a tough road ahead, right? I mean, the next round most likely is looking like probably Philly um, will take down Brooklyn. And so it'll be an interesting matchup. I think if we do get to see the Toronto Bucks matchup that Pete's talking about, I mean, the Kawhi versus Greek, mm-hmm. um, both efficient on the offensive end, both beasts on the defensive end. Like, just watching those two go at it, like, I think would just be super fun. Um, both small forwards, it's like, oh, man, this could be uh, – this could definitely be a battle. Um, I don't know. Kawhi's an interesting one, man. He's really, he's really stepped up so far. He's a uh, – I mean, he's been doing a great job. He said hits a lot of like just late game like fades. Like when you need him, you're like, all right, here's Kawhi, and it's like we think about his defensive prowess, but it's like, man, this dude's offensive game is there, and he's got that. You know, he's proven to have that uh, those clutch moments. He's hit some game winners this year. Um, so I think it's going to come down to like Pete said, can Kyle Lowry step up a little bit? They have the role player in uh, in Pascal that you know last night or two nights ago, whenever it was, looked like a damn superstar. Um, if he can continue to do that, and then it's going to come down to uh, I feel like the clutchness from the superstars. Is it going to be Kyrie that comes in clutch? Is it going to be Kawhi that keeps hitting these shots? Is it going to be Greek late da- down the stretch? Because we haven't seen it from Greek either, you know. And we've seen Kyrie in those moments, and so that's why I don't see I don't see Toronto getting there. I think they lose. I think they beat Philly. I think they beat Philly next round, and then I think they lose to Boston in the Western Conference Finals. Boston, huh? Okay, yeah. sure. Eastern. So it's Eastern, yeah. Eastern, sorry. Right, yeah, 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 my bad. Hey, We're always talking the, about the West. So right? least, yeah. Either way that it shapes up, I mean, the Eastern Conference Finals might end up being more exciting this year than the Western Conference Finals, crazily Could. enough. We'll see. See how that goes. Not when it's Portland and the Warriors. <laughs> that, that's Because me and Pete will be there. Dude, that's, that's what makes the West so hard. A lot of people have OKC coming 
getting to the Western Conference Finals. They might be out in the first round. Yeah. A lot of people have the Rockets winning the championship. They might be out in the second round. Yeah. A lot of people have Golden State winning the championship. They might be out in the second round. So that's why the Western Conference is so tough. Yeah. Is because you play championship quality teams in round one and two. Yeah. You get you get the argue, you could the next round we could arguably have the two best teams in the NBA facing each other. You yeah. can make a case. Mm-hmm. In the second fucking round. So now when, when people look back at the history, right, and they go, damn, well, James Harden got, you know, was an MVP that year, got beat in the second round. But who did he lose to? The, the Warriors. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know how many times these, these Western stars like Lillard, Harden, Kate, even KD on the Thunder, they were losing to championship teams when they lost in the playoffs versus the East, you know, bringing back LeBron's runs. Not facing championship teams in round one, two, you know? They yeah, had man. no chance of ever winning. Man, yeah. I'll, so. Give me Brooklyn or Orlando or the Pacers <laughs> over, yeah. OK, over OKC. I'm sure Denver right now is like, man, we're down 2-1. If we were playing Orlando, I bet we'd be up 3-0. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, so that's a great point, man. It's yeah. it's tough. It's tough over there. We got another interesting, interesting question. Uh, it had come up a couple weeks ago, but it's still... I uh, still want to know what your guys' take is. What's your take on Patrick Beverly helping teach the Jazz how to guard Harden since he was a former teammate? Is that a, bu- a bad look for a former Rockets player? Or, I mean, is that just what you have to do? What do you think, Corey? No, man, I don't think it's a bad. I don't think it's a bad look. I think uh, you know, once you're once you're not on the team anymore, I, you know, I don't think you necessarily owe them, you know, anything. And I think when it comes to Pat Bev, he's just, you know, as KD said in his interview the other day. I mean, that's he makes his money defensively being a pit bull, and he studies. You know, that's what he loves to do. So when he when he gets an opportunity and i think he he feels like he sees something that he can teach on the defensive side i think that uh you know he just loves to do that and i think any way you can help anybody get information on how to uh cover james harden you know i think from a guy like patrick beverly who loves defense he's probably seeing all these things that james harden's doing and it's driving him nuts because he's probably like let me just cover him every night, you yeah. know? Not that he could stop him from doing anything, but I bet he sees so many little things where it's like he would not be averaging that if I could stay on him every night. So I'm sure from a guy like that, he's, like, hungry to teach everybody, like, dude, this league should be about defense. There's no reason a guy at our league should be averaging that many points. This is what this is what I'm seeing. So I thought it was cool, man. I think the league in general should be, you know, we. I'm sure everyone's learning from each other as it is. So it's like we should really be, uh, or they should, I guess. I'm not teaching anybody how to play defense. Um, but they should all be, I feel like, helping each other out in different ways. So I don't think Pat Bev owes anything to James Harden on the Rockets. It ain't working, though. Like that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Maybe you should figure out somebody else to teach defense to because that, that ain't working. What do you think, Pete? you agree? Yeah, I mean, Corey nailed it. I mean, think about it, though. What is is like, usually when a team doesn't re-sign you, you, you're not buddies with them. Yeah. Like, they didn't believe in the guy. Yeah. Right? Yep. They were like, you're not going to be able to help us win a championship. You're not going to be part of the solution. So he don't know shit to the Rockets, dude. Yeah. You know, maybe Jay Crowder is a friend of his because I think that's the guy who was helping. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe they played overseas together. I got no idea. You know, I I, I don't I don't know where Jay Crowder 
what what connection they have but they might have some type of connection and why not help them out you know if it's a buddy and you know show them a couple things that might help you know help it's funny because he never even guards james Harden. i don't know if he went and relayed the information to rubio but (laughs) it's like dog if you're gonna ask for these tips at least use them shit tell the coach hey i got the secret formula right right (laughs) we have seen ricky rubio try to cover james Harden, and maybe he was trying some of the tactics but I don't think Ricky Rubio has Patrick Beverly's fight. Yeah. Dude, some of the stuff that Ricky Rubio has been trying to do with that one where he stood all the way on the on his left hip and just like let him drive all the way in. It was like, dude, you got to like still kind of stay in front of him. Like, you can't just stand behind him and be like, you're not going left. There is one thing that we do know for that's sure, funny. and that's Ricky Rubio is not Patrick Beverly. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Regardless of the True. advice. Yeah. Well, well one point. thing about James Harden. You know, I've watched him every year, and uh, you know he was drafted by OKC, so I've seen him even when he was young. He's a different player, seriously. Different now than he was back then. Is that what you're saying? He's better, way better than he was last year. I'm serious. He's the real deal. Like just seeing what I'm seeing, I'm not saying he's not gonna have a shitty shooting night, or I doubt he'll have a shitting a shitty shooting series. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he's elevated his game big time. I just the things I've seen. He had the one big weakness he had was so when he runs the pick and roll or the you know with Capella, the big will switch on to him. And if if Capella if someone bumps Capella's body, the rotator, and then the point guard rotates over to the wing and covers the shooter, there's nowhere to go when he's inside there. He added this floater to his game. I'm telling mm-hmm. you guys, he didn't have that before. It changed everything. Because now that was a big weakness. They would get the switch, and then the shot clock would be low. He'd be trying to shoot over the big from the midi. He doesn't like shooting midis. It's a low percentage shot. You know, now he's doing that floater over the big every time, and it's going in every time, and it it just changed everything. Because now they're trying to run different rotations because of it, and he's just making them pay, hitting the shooters. He's using the skip pass to the wing when the wing drops to the corner. I've seen him do that a few times. It's going to be really hard to guard him. You just really need a really good one-on-one defender, which I think they'll probably try to run screens to get the switch. You know, that's the biggest problem. I, You know, I think Durant's going to be on Harden when they play if, in the next round. And that's going to be interesting for me. I think it's going to be Durant and a mixture of Clay, those two. Mm-hmm. So, But they're going to do a lot of, of screens and get the mismatches. They run so many different things. And I'm telling you guys, Harden's a way better player than he was last year. Like, offensively, he's nasty. And he was MVP last year. Yeah, he got even better. Yeah. He put the work in, dude. And that you got to tip your hat to somebody who who stays hungry. You know, I remember when Dwayne Wade was, like, the worst to me. Because I love Dwayne Wade's game. He's freaking awesome. But it seemed like whenever he reached the top of the mountain, he got so content and would just lose it, you know? And kind of like fall off. And then he had that big resurgence where he came back. And we're like, wow, Dwayne Wade's a top five player again. You know, what a comeback story. He's in the top three for MVP votes. You guys remember that? Mm -hmm. And then he kind of just got lazy again. You know, so like the fact that Harden can stay hungry and want to like just keep getting better. It's really impressive. So. Mm -hmm. Well, Harden doesn't have Gabrielle Union at home. I guess he, you know, that would make it a lot harder. (laughs) That's a great point. So, another question: Um, Just as an individual player, who is the biggest X factor 
to make their team succeed? Not just like a superstar that's going to carry their team, but what's one person on a team that could really make or break postseason hopes for someone? What do you think, uh, Pete? Hmm. I mean, it's, uh, the first guy that comes to my mind is Giannis. Yeah. He's the entire system, you know. You take him away, now all those shoot. They don't have anyone. Well, they. I mean, Eric Bledsoe's actually pretty good at dribble penetration, and he's become a little bit of a better player. So they probably could get, you know, out of the first round or something like that, but they would, and it's only because it's the East. If they were in the West, you know, and they lost Greek, they'd have no shot at any of those teams. So I really think Giannis would probably be the biggest X factor mm-hmm. if I had to just pick one player and everything he brings. Yeah. And it, because the teams, whenever you build a team, like, and they're the system, you're going to need that person. You know what I mean? Right. So. What do you think, Corey? Any oh, surprise man. players? Trying to think of like a non-star for somebody. Um, obviously, I know. Anytime. I know as an example. I think. I mean, I've heard people talk about this sort of thing where it could really make or break a team. Would be like Gordon Hayward, you right. know, where it's like, geez, that could be the big X factor if he's on. They could be just going to the finals. If not, then in, you know he's not going to make that much yeah. of an impact or well, something we, like that. I think with you know Toronto, we talked about. I think Kyle Lowry can certainly be kind of that that X factor we talked about. If Kyle True. Lowry's balling, I mean, I would not be surprised to see Toronto in the finals because you know we haven't seen that from him. So imagine if he really elevates his game and becomes you know a legit you know star in the in the playoffs, which we like we said we haven't really seen much of. He's one. Um, you know, obviously, every time we talk about anything NBA, it always I think about Portland. Who could be the X factor for Portland? Um, you know, obviously, I think CJ needs to continue to stay hot for mm-hmm. Portland, but I think uh, Ennis Cantor is is massive for Portland. You know, game one when he had those rebounds and losing Nurkic and all the you know things of like man, you know, what can they do? I think for Portland at least, I think our X factor is what he can do. Can he get us? those rebounds and then also can he stay out of foul trouble he keeps picking up offensive fouls with these moving screens and things like that and as i shared with pete you know and i share with you guys when losing nurkish one of the biggest things is is the screens you know and uh if we lose canter now too you know to foul trouble or whatnot you know the screens are becoming zach collins and 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 you know myers leonard it's just not as big as as what canter can do so i think that's our x factor um so that's what comes to mind for me yeah, it seems like before Nurkic went out, if you're going into this playoff series with Nurkic, that could he could have been the answer to this question, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And now it's the guy filling in for him or something. It's like, well, he's going to... That's an even bigger unknown or X factor or something like that, you know, that could just really make or break it that you don't know what you're going to get, seems yeah. like. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to ask you guys... Something non-playoff related, or what? Uh, what's on your NBA mind that's not playoff related? Is there anything? If so, <laughs> but uh, what, what do you think, Pete? What's what, what's one thing that isn't a playoff series that's getting your attention right now the, in the NBA? Hmm. <laughs> I don't. You want to take a break and think about it. Is there anything? <laughs> is there anything else going on? That's what I'm saying. Ash. No. I don't know if there is. 
off court thing or i mean i think for me and i'm sure i'm sure in pete's mind you know it's got to be probably a very similar thing i think the biggest thing to me is is kd in the off season i mean that's 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 what i'm always it's just you know where is kd gonna go because you know pete's brought this up several times it's not just for kd's fans or for the warriors or things like that it's the entire league man it really opens things up if kd goes to new york what we've seen from Portland, you know, we get Nurkic back, things like that. All of a sudden, Portland and fans and people might be like, holy crap, is Portland a contender to get to a finals? Where, you know, KDB got the Warriors most of the time, nobody's thinking in the West. Like, everybody, maybe Rockets, but mostly everybody's like Warriors. But with KD leaves, man, it, it changes the whole league. And I think that's like the thing I'm waiting for. And I think the whole league is waiting for that one move. That's the biggest move coming. Mm-hmm. Bigger than, you know, to me, bigger, way bigger than where Zion's going to end up. Obviously, that's one. But, yeah, dude, what's what's KD going to do? You want to talk about power, right? To play off what he's saying. You know, LeBron James is, is amazing. He's the top player of all time. But his game, as, you know, as good of a passer as he is, and, and whatever team he went on, he would make them better. Don't get me wrong. But... He would take away from a lot of players. You put, you know, you put LeBron James on the Rockets. That's, you know, him and Harden, you know, mm, it's going to yeah, be weird. Yeah. Harden's not going to be able to run his, you know, five out. LeBron ain't trying to stand on the side and watch that all game. They don't compliment each other. You put LeBron James with Westbrook, and I think we all agree, that is not winning you a ring. <laughs> yeah. Right? That would be disaster. With Westbrook and Paul George. Inside point guard, always in the way. LeBron will be able to operate because whoever's guard is Westbrook sagging on him. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going to be able to do the post and all the stuff he likes to do. So they would still, you know, be good. But when it comes to Kevin Durant, think about the power this guy has. Seriously. You put him on any playoff team right now. I mean, except, you know, a couple in the East, those lower teams. But like any of the, you know, the four that we like. In the East, right? Or the eight in the West. Put KD on there and they they might be title contenders. Like seriously, that's how much impact this guy has. Like he could change any team by signing the contract. Signs of Portland? What do we say next year? Portland's going to win the championship. Mm -hmm. Rip City. (laughs) You hear that, KD? Let's go. He goes back to OKC. Him and Westbrook almost got it done. You you think we're not gonna think him, Westbrook, and Paul George are gonna get it done? Like seriously, you know. Mm-hmm. Even some of those, even some of those East teams that you're talking about on the lower end. I mean, just what, we saw, just yeah. what we saw, just what we saw LeBron do with the Cavs. It's like if if KD went to Brooklyn, everyone would be like, I I bet a lot of people would be like, oh, man, Brooklyn's man. probably top two or three to get out of the East. If yes. he ended up in Orlando with Vucevic and maybe some better role players, we might be like, dude, I think Orlando could certainly get. Any team he goes to in the East, I would be like, yeah, I will not put my money against that team making dude, it to the finals. I mean, what team wouldn't? I mean, you said there's a couple teams. It's hard to think of. Well, no, no, no. I don't know. Washington or something like that. Yeah, but, of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah, those teams he named, I'm with him. Like they, But here's That'd the thing. Great. I think the team, the other teams that I'm naming, he would be Vegas favorite. Right. Yeah. He said, right. So if he oh, goes yeah. on Orlando, he's right. We'll be like, damn, that's... You know, he could do something maybe, but Vegas would probably still have other teams ahead of him. Right. But, like, man, put him on Portland, Vegas becomes the odd, you know. (laughs) Put him on OKC. Put him on Houston. 
He can compliment James Harden. The dude loves the pass, bro. He was sacrificing his shots and didn't even care. The last two yeah. months of the season, he was like, whatever, man. I got We got cousins. We got so many mouths to feed. I'll be the facilitator. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to score. It's crazy. I, I didn't think Boogie getting hurt would be a good thing. But, man, I didn't realize how good Andrew Bogut is. See, that's my problem. I was thinking, like, oh, my God, heavy, more Looney, you know. Oh, right. Yeah. Even though Looney's been playing a little bit better. Seriously, he has. But Bogut sets bomb-ass screens. And you guys know my thing with the pick and roll. I think he compliments KD extremely. When he sets a screen, it's so hard. The guy, the guy's forced to come up, and Bogut gets to roll. It's a great combination for those two, whereas Boogie Cousins was always popping. He would run pick and pop. So they would either double KD and force him to give it to Cousins. And we were getting you're getting jumpers from Cousins. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, if he's hot, that's cool. But he's a streaky shooter. Yeah. And, you know, in the playoffs, he was shooting horribly. So. Well, that's his first time in the playoffs, yeah. Well, I tell you what, if a team wants KD, then they definitely can't. They got to make sure they don't beat him this year. Because, like, let's say the Clippers, for example, he couldn't lose another he couldn't oh, do what sure. he did from OKC. So if no, like, I agree with you completely on yeah, that. That's the a Clippers good point. need to. I mean, obviously they're if not going to they beat them. To the Rockets, if they lose to the Rockets, the he Rockets. can't. <laughs> Houston's like, oh, I guess we can't get KD because that would be impossible. I mean, not that he was probably going to land there anyways, right. but it is kind of funny to think that's about, funny. you know, like all this talk with Patrick Beverly and all this stuff going on. Clippers were a team that a lot of people were talking about, but now it's like. I don't know, man. I just can't see him joining that team, I guess, just watching the way that this series is kind of going and this little rivalry that they're trying to create. It's almost like, I just, I don't know. I don't see him now joining that team next year. Yeah. So, see, if I, it'll be interesting. I already had a strategy. First off, KD's not even bothered by Patrick Beverly. No. He's got so much respect for him. Dude, he said straight up in the interview, dude, this is how this guy makes his money. This is how he feeds his family. I respect that. Mm-hmm. So, he's got the utmost respect for Patrick Beverly. Seriously. That's, you know, that's one. Probably like to play with him, huh? I think he would. I honestly don't think that's going to be a deterrent. I don't know if he's going to go to Clippers. I'm just saying that I don't don't think, you know, my opinion from what I've seen, I don't think it's been a factor. And if I'm Doc Rivers, you know what I'm doing after we lose the series? Like, this would be his best move. I come out and I say, Kevin Durant's the best player on the planet. I drew my entire game plan up to take him out because we weren't worried about Steph or Clay. We would say they, they can get theirs, but we're not going to win if we don't stop KD. I, you know, I kiss so much ass. Seriously, That's think funny. about it. Praise him, make him think that you think he's the best ever. And, and you know, maybe KD's going to be like, dude, this guy sees. Because, dude, the biggest thing is KD can't stand that people don't. They don't see his greatness like yeah. me and Corey do. They don't value it. They don't value it, dude. They it's don't. Because he's on the Warriors. Even yeah. when he was on OKC. No, it was the same thing. Well, They're yeah. like, oh, you go Westbrook. Bro, they didn't understand how much Westbrook was a deterrent. He really right. was. I'm being real. And he Don't get me wrong. He helped KD. Obviously, those two together are better than KD without Westbrook. But in terms of playoff basketball, Westbrook is so bad. And think he still he still has issues today. Knowing all his issues, knowing all his problems, and he's still battling those demons. Imagine when he was a young punk and didn't care what anyone said. Yeah. You know, now he's trying to do what people want him to do. He's trying to pass more. He's trying to get out of the way and let Paul George do his thing. At times he doesn't do it, but he's he's in the realization that he has to make those changes. Back when he played with KD, he didn't even think like that at all. He went a hundred every time, didn't care. KD hit three shots in a row. Who cares? Yo, he's hot. I don't care. My turn. I'm gonna do my thing. He didn't care, dude. Yeah. So 
it's crazy, man, how that stuff works, you know. So who do you think? Uh, do you think New York is the number one destination? Is that are you gonna stick with that? You think it's where he's gonna go? I saw one of those rumors, quote unquote, sources saying it's all but a done deal. He's decided he wants to do that next season, but I don't know how much you can trust that. Do you think people could sway him somewhere else? Like if Doc Rivers did that? I here's my thing. I I think KD isn't the type of dude that makes up his mind. I think New York is where he's leaning right now because he's tired of all this not getting credit and all this stuff. And I, I don't even blame him. And I know he feels like, dude, New York, come on, man. Like, he wins there. It's the biggest championship ever for NBA, you know? Mm-hmm. One of yeah. the biggest. Especially if he bounced from a championship situation like we always talk about mm-hmm. and goes to New York and wins there. That's huge. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I do think... You think it's number one on his list then? I, I think New York's number one, but I, but here's the thing. I think teams, but it's pretty open. I More think open teams could sway think. him. Yeah, he's an emotional guy. He's a very loyal guy. He's he's like a, he's like a Dame Lillard, but his loyalty isn't to to fakeness. You know what I mean? Like he knows, he know you know it was so hard for him to leave OKC. That's why he's so emotionally damaged right now, because he's such a good guy. You know, and even though he knew he couldn't win with Westbrook, he tried and tried and tried, mm-hmm. and he just knew it wasn't gonna work. You know, with the Warriors, this is a mirage. Like, they're not really like brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So him leaving them, that he's not going to have an issue with that. You can tell, bro, he doesn't even like Draymond Green. Draymond Green's mom's on Twitter talking shit about KD every game. <laughs> like, you know how annoying that would be? Like, oh dude, shut God. your mom up. <laughs> like, seriously, I just read a thing where she's always bitching about KD. Oh and KD God. takes the high robe, you know, because, it's, you know, it's a mother and shit. He's not going to talk shit. But, well, he can come to Portland. I can tell you that. You're talking about loyalty and similarities to Dame and looking for a brotherhood. I tell you what, man. You ain't getting no bigger loyalty from any player oh, in agree. the damn league than Damian Lillard. And he's so, friends with CJ, even though a lot of people thought they yeah, hate each other. They, they're he, buddies. Yeah, they talked about it. And, you know, they're buddies. So it'd be like, damn. Come. That'd be crazy. Okay, but, be closer but to it ain't possible. Let me tell you what the Warriors need to do. You want to know what the Warriors need to do? Seriously. You saw the game plan they had? Um, no, you guys watched that game? You guys did. Okay, so you saw the <laughs> game plan they had. They basically like let KD, they ran through KD. If they want to keep KD, in my opinion, help him, like run the offense mainly through him, go win a title with KD dominating. Yeah. And, P- and it will allow people to say, dude, Duran is more important than we think. And four in a row would be awesome. He has to get that in his head that I carried this team. I, I This is what I would do if I'm the general manager. I'm like, we're running through KD. Like, I love Steph. He's signed. He's locked up. We're going to make sure KD's the main guy. He's going to ball out, win another finals MVP, kill it. And he's going to want to come back here for the fourth. That's you're gonna, what they should do. You're going to want KD to see ESPN talking heads and, and headlights saying, this is KD's team now. You want them to yes. say, this isn't yes. Steph Curry's team anymore. This is KD's team now. You want to hear Stephen A. Smith saying something like that. That no. could make a difference. I, I, you know, that's just the way to keep KD. I'm not saying it's, the, you know, the right thing. Because even, yeah. even I find it kind of weird. But if you, if you want to keep KD, which is the, in the best interest of your organization to keep the <laughs> yeah. best player on the planet, I promise you that's what I would do. Yeah. Seriously. Because once he signs that deal, I think his next deal, he's going to sign a, a little bit longer of a deal. I'm not sure. But probably like a three-year, like LeBron or something. Once he signs that deal, you got him locked up. 
Then you're like, all right, right we're gonna go back and run to those plays for Curry. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, he's, this is Curry's team. He's leaving. He, he, <laughs> no, he, he needs it. The NBA needs it. Oh, for sure. He's That's what leave. I want. I really hope. I hope for him and the league. I think it's great for both. And I mean, obviously, the only team or only thing that doesn't benefit it is, it is the Warriors, like you talked about. But every other team and himself, we all need it. He's got to leave, man, because. The Warriors are, I don't know, man. They they ruin the league a little bit, I think, with what they got going on. It's like, I mean, I love KD, but it's I want to see him go somewhere else too. And I know I know Pete feels the same way. So we need it. Hopefully he does it. Dude, if, if I'm KD, I would enshrine myself in history forever. And it would be this way. I would win this third one. He can't join a stacked team. We all agree on that, you know. I mean, even if he joins Portland, he'll probably get some flack back. Let's be real. It'll be like, oh, you just went to the second best shooting backcourt yeah. ever, you know. Like, like is this really a different situation? But there's one team he could go back to where he wouldn't get hate, and that's OKC. Mm. If I'm KD, seriously, this is what's in my mind. I know it sounds crazy. I win three there. I go to OKC. I, win, I sign a one-year deal. I win one. I win four in a row. First player ever to, to win four in a row, you know, mm-hmm. of, of these time, you know, the modern era. Yeah. And the first player ever to be the best guy on a three-peat, leave and win with another team a fourth. Then after that, he can go sign with New York, go, go do whatever he wants, man. Go to a team with no players. I don't even care. But if he could get four and enshrine himself, even if it is with Portland, that would be sick. But yeah. four Absolutely. and winning a second, winning that second one away, from, the fourth one away from the Warriors. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, guys, that'd four be super impressive. Yeah. Four in a row and the fourth one not being with the same team. Yeah. No, I agree hundred percent. The only reason I don't see it happening in OKC is because I just think Westbrook's way too selfish. I could see it like getting brought up, be like, "Yo, we're trying to sign." Man, we don't need him. No, hell no, <laughs> no. Damn, he left us. We ain't bringing him. Like I feel like Westbrook's is that type of dude. Like he, I mean, he wants a ring, but I feel like he's the type of dude that would be like, no. I wish the uh-uh. listeners could have seen your face. right This there. is my team. Next question. Here's the thing. It's a Next great, question. It's a great point, right? But when you get humbled, when you get humbled, Portland beats the shit out of them, beats them in the first round. Westbrook's gonna get humbled again. There's gonna be so much hate. Dude, he was favored to win this series. You know that, right? After well, it ain't, o- it ain't hurt, over, so don't be jinxing me. I'm just telling you, the Thunder, <laughs> yeah. were, the Thunder, oh, yeah. the Thunder were favored. Yeah, My but... point is, if he loses, you're right. If he wins and advances, he's gonna come out and say we don't need KD. You know, we went to the conference finals without that fool. We're on the cusp. But another yeah. first round exit tells you they're miles away from competing, yeah. and they do need KD. Like, yeah. I think he'll be sending a text. He might not be letting it be known, but like, yo. Let's come finish what we didn't finish. Now that we're talking about Westbrook, man, can we cue the Ram music here? Yeah. Let's cue it, Go for it. Go for it. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. I I mean, that's a great point. I don't think the dude ever is going to get humbled. The dude is just not the type of dude to get humbled. He's down 2-0. And in the first half of the game, he's already doing the rock and the baby and stuff like that. Like, bro, you've got <laughs> you. What are you talking about? You've gotten smacked up by this dude back to back times, and it's like, man, just shut up. I feel like even if they would have got swept 4-0, he still would have came on there and, and not even been humbled at all. 
He'd have been like, yeah, man, I'm, I mean, yeah, Dame did his thing. Whatever. Next question. Like, he would never be, he would never be like, yeah, you know, you know, Portland's a great team, you know, this and that. Like, the dude just doesn't get humbled. He's the type of dude that would still be probably trying to talk smack to Dame. Like, you just got smacked up. And, dude, this stuff is driving me nuts. This game three, man, it's like, come on, bro. Even as a fan, I wanted the game, but even I knew, like, this is probably one that OKC's going to grab. You're back home. You know your your role players are probably going to step up a little bit for you. Your crowd's there. You're up to... This is a game you're supposed to win. This isn't a game you went on the road and you stole one and you did some crazy stuff like... Bro, what are you doing, dude? Like, he's getting so hyped up, rocking the baby. And I just think it's funny, too. Dame said it in an interview. It's like, you're rocking the baby on a jumper. Like, you didn't you didn't back Damian Lillard all the way up from, like, the top of the key, and, and he couldn't cover you, and then you, like, laid it in or dunked on him, and it's like, <laughs> he's too small. Bro, you tried to back him up. You couldn't. And so you took, you hit a turnaround fade contested, and then you rocked the baby? He's too small. It's bro, if he's too small, then you can back him up. Bro, it's funny. It's funny, too, because, like, he, he keeps doing this rock the baby thing, right? And it's like, Lillard keeps going bonkers. He dropped 25 after he rocked the baby. It's like, yo, Westbrook, you're not putting the baby to sleep, dog. <laughs> The baby's crying. The baby wants his bottle. You better figure something out. Because, like, this motherfucker's going off on you every time you rock the baby. I don't understand it. Like, seriously. Do you even have that monitor turned on? Yeah, dude. Lil's like, eh, eh. Like, for real. For real. Though it's so true. It's a great point, dude. Because game two, the same thing happened. It's like the dude gets so cocky. Like, we're up 10 on the road. I just hit another. He did the same thing. It wasn't like he backed him all the way down. He rocked the baby. Damon. CJ go off, tie it up at halftime, and then Dame and CJ just go bonkers in the second half. It's like, like Pete said it great, man. Y'all need to stop poking the bear. I mean, it's one thing. Westbrook's the type of dude that you want to poke because he plays with emotion, and he'll start hucking up shots, and he'll start talking crap, and he'll pick up a technical, and he'll start hacking you, and he'll start doing that because he's emotional. Dame is not, and KD's very similar. Dame is not the type of dude that you want to poke. Because he is a silent killer. You're not going to get under his skin. You're not going to get under his skin. All he's going to do is he is going to destroy you. He's just going to pull up with the well, logo. Think about it too. <laughs> in You're your face. Funny. He got swept last year, right? Right. Dude, Drew Holiday is like the quietest guy. Mm-hmm. He, he did, you know, every time he played good defense, he wasn't in his face. He wasn't doing nothing. I bet you that killed some of the energy. Yeah. I bet you if Holiday was flexing on him and all that stuff, Lillard would have answered back. Yeah. Maybe got a little more energy and reached that because he does have another level. You see with Westbrook rocked the baby and all that crap, Lillard dropped 25 in a quarter, dude. You know how rare that is? Dude. Like right after he rocked the baby, it was like 25. Bam. <laughs> so it's like, you know there's another level there in Lillard. And like Drew Holiday and Rondo, they're pretty respectful when it comes to defense. Yeah. You know what I mean? They probably weren't doing all that stuff. And it's just like, as Pete said, it's like, dude, you're down 2-1 still. Like, you won a game you're supposed to, and even late, they're up 8 or 10, it's late on the shot clock, and he hits a 3. Like, bro, you're shooting like 30% for the series. (laughs) You finally hit a couple shots, and now you're like, you can't cover me. Bro, I've been mopping you up for the last two games. What do you mean I can't cover you? Yeah, he's right. Bro, you can't cover me. (laughs) Even worse, bro, they're not down 2-1. Because in that game, they're down 2-0. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this dude's 
it's crazy, man. I remember I told you this story. Uh, I was watching a football game with Big Dad, dude. And, like, we you know, were watching this. I think it was a college game, right? This dude, this one, like, linebacker, like, busts through a play and lays this guy out. But his team's down 70 to 7. He gets up and he's roaring, bro. Pounding his chest like King Kong. And me and DZ are like, what the fuck is this guy? Bro, you're down 70 to 7. Like, come on, dog. You, you cannot brag. Yeah. You can make it pick six and you just drop the ball. There's no celebrate, bro. You are getting, your team's getting stomped out. And know? then it would be like that dude turning around and looking at the lineman like, you can't stop me today. It's like, yeah, exactly. Are we looking at the same scoreboard? What are you talking <laughs> about? The worst, man. And to me, it's like the whole dude, the whole rock and the baby thing. Like Dame said it perfectly. Like, if you back a dude all the way up and you and he's mouse in the house and he can't cover you, yeah, he's too small. But bro, you can't you anybody could do it all day on jumpers. Every time Dame hits a three, he's just gonna look at Westbrook and be like, uh, you're too small. I can shoot threes all day. It's like, bro, it's a jumper. That's not you showing it's too small, dude. But I mean, let's put their numbers up against each other right now. So we got uh Damian Lillard. I just looked these up here. Dame is shooting 46% from the field, 43% from three, 30 points a game. 2.7 steals, just being a beast. Russell Westbrook, 41% from the field, 31% from three. That's even shocking. Five turnovers a game. Does have 10.7 assists, but you're, you're about right, Corey. That's for sure. So you said 2.7 steals for Dame as I talk about his defense. Yeah. What, what? How many steals does Westbrook have? 0.3. Wait, you're talking about the most aggressive, athletic freak <laughs> on the planet. Versus, plays with the most energy, right? Versus a guard who's not known, who's way too small to cover him, and isn't known to be a great defender. Get out of here, man. You can't take candy from a baby? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Stop, not, stop poking the bear, man. <laughs> This dude's going to kill you. That's funny, man. That is too funny. So with all that said, uh, what's your prediction for the series, MP? I mean, when we fill these brackets out, I mean, I value the big man a lot, so I... I was a little worried. We saw Lillard playing without Nurkic. You know, he wasn't really used to not having his type of screens. He had to adjust to Cantor. Um, I picked OKC in seven, and it was hard. You know, I hit up Corey. I was like, dog, give me some reasons, please, because I don't <laughs> want to pick Westbrook. And now I'm like, I'm thinking, man, I think Portland in six. Yeah. Yeah. Why is but, that? What, just from, what just really from what changed I, just the, the Westbrook oh, versus Lillard? or Oh, there's, a, there's so many factors, maybe too many to name. One, Lillard's... Adjusted, he's running great pick and roll with with Cantor, and he's just balling out. That's one. I kind of expected him to ball out, but I wasn't sure losing Nurkic, you know, that late in the season. It, it just it was a big worry for me. He's been a big factor. He's been arguably their second best player. Mm-hmm. Um, two, Paul George went from playing like an MVP to playing like a joke. So I mean, that's a huge factor. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't expect him to be this bad. I thought he would show out. Maybe not the MVP level, Paul George, we saw earlier, but at least a 25-point a game, you know, 44% shooting, 
playing good defense, mm-hmm. like at least taking out. It's like if you're going to be known as this lockdown defender and lead the league in steals and all this stuff, how come you can't take out even just CJ? You know what I mean? Like, why are they both grilling? So that was a factor. I knew Westbrook was going to play erratic, but I just thought, you know, if Paul George played like an MVP, them losing Nurkic, that they would have more star power to win, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect CJ to step up as big as he's been, you know. So that that's that's been pretty refreshing. And, yeah, those were kind of the factors that I was kind of leaning with. But now seeing everything laid out, CJ's balling, Paul George isn't. Like, yeah. I mean, going into the series, if I said who, who's got the better second uh, second star, CJ or, or, or Portland or OKC, we all would have picked OKC, right? Yeah. Even you. If what? I, who's got the better second star? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We all would have picked OKC, right? Yeah, And CJ's out playing Paul George. So those are huge factors, you know, and Paul George is kind of getting a bad reputation. I honestly think it's the spacing, having Steven Adams as center. It's just it doesn't fit Russell Westbrook. He's an Mm. inside point guard. Seriously. No one wants him to shoot. He's a dribble-penetrating point guard. He needs someone like a Brooke Lopez to pick and pop. Be perfect complement to his game. He'd be able to penetrate and kick. It would when Paul George gets the ball, it would allow him to operate. Right now, people here's the thing: people don't understand. When you know you have backup, seriously, like if I tell Corey we go play even three on three, and I, their third player can't shoot. If I tell Corey, "Yo, that guy drives by you. I got your back." What does that allow Corey to do? That allows Corey to get up in his face underneath him because he's not worried about the blow by. So now it's way harder. And I'm seeing guys, the way guys are guarding Paul George, he's not getting that spacing. So they're all up in his grill on the shot. They're all over him mm-hmm. because they know when he drives, they're not worried about it because Adams is sitting in the paint, Canner's in the paint, and it allows him that extra second to recover. You see what I'm saying? And on top of that, Westbrook can't shoot. And Westbrook can't either, shoot. So yeah. now Dame's right. able Pitching. to sag. Yeah, he's getting the pinching when he's dribbling. It's the same thing KD faced when Patrick Beverly was guarding him. And I know everyone's like, oh, he's got the war- the Warriors. He's got the best spacing in the world. Dude, they're right. When it comes to the wings, ain't nobody pulling those two guys farther than Steph and Clay. But what people don't understand is when you got Draymond, Looney, bigs like that, even DeMarcus Cousins, who was really broke on his jumper, it allows you to pinch. It allows someone to sit in the paint. And now you can't do a quick drive dunk or anything like that when you get a blow by. People are poking at you and all that stuff. It's much harder to operate than someone like Greek Freak. I, it, to me, if I'm a, like an inside finishing player, Greek Freak's, Greek Freak's situation is beautiful. Like that's the situation I would want. You're talking about a stretch center, right? You're talking about a guard that can hit the spot up three, but also create. To compliment you when you when you know you you know you you're not feeling it mm-hmm. like here you know you go you go run the offense Eric Bledsoe you're talking about his second star player being a spot up shooter is a specialty in Chris Middleton yeah and could also handle the ball at times and you know you're talking about Brogdon another guy a cutter and a spot up shooter he does the, the he's a really great at cutting you know what I'm saying so like it allows Greek Freak to just operate runs pick and pop. You can't double him. You can't pinch at him. And if you do, he's a good enough passer to make the right pass. James Harden's similar, except he runs the high pick and roll with the center. He's got a great dunking center, and he's a great shooter. What happens is when when Capella comes and sets the screen, right? He's so good at, at screening and rolling. Now if the center shows on Harden, he hits the roller instantly. You think the guy guarding James Harden, you think Rubio's going to be able to stay with Capella? 
Because yeah. he's going to be the one forced to switch unless someone drops from the corner. But guess what? The one thing that I see from James Harden's game, why I'm telling you guys that he's better than last year, is because now he's making the skip pass to the wing. He wasn't doing that before. So you're saying it's like a personnel it's personnel. problem with Westbrook and stuff too. It could be done, but it's personnel. Not I mean, Westbrook's his own issue. No. But they are not putting the best talent around Westbrook. Steven Adams is not the right center for Westbrook. He needs a pick-and-pop center, Yeah, in my opinion. Well, Corey, I mean, I think we know what your prediction is for the series. Yeah, I mean, I predicted him in seven before the series. You know, Portland, obviously. Um, I mean, man, at this point, obviously, I hope it's five. I hope Portland takes them out <laughs> game four tomorrow, goes home and takes them five because, man, I don't know if my heart, I don't know if my freaking energy levels, I don't know if I can take it going to seven, man. I mean, it's just... Oh man, as you guys know, I'm just die hard, man. It just it's it, it's killer to watch, dude. It, it's tough, and so I I hope we can close out in five. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, stick with my prediction and still say it goes seven. Um, possibility mm-hmm. OKC takes game four tomorrow, and then maybe they both just take game five, Portland game six, back in OKC, you know. And I could still see it going seven. This series is crazy. Um, it's interesting about Paul George, man, because I just laugh you know thinking about it the fact that he's kind of gone missing especially in game three here he hit an early shot and maybe he's hanging out with westbrook too much but man he looked at the crowd he hit a three they went up like eight and he started rolling his shoulder and looked at the crowd like yeah i'm back my shoulder's fine like bro you should not have done that because now you can't use the excuse about your shoulder (laughs) because you said you're back catch that that's funny. So you need to stop learning from your boy Westbrook and just shut up and play basketball because once you say that and then you choke and start playing like crap, and if he doesn't come back and have any of these MVP performances or even close, dude, he's going to look so bad, man. It's it's going to look horrible for him. So I thought that was funny, man. You, you got to just shut up and play. Is he going to pull LeBron and come in with like a sh- shoulder brace yeah. on? Oh, I'm sure he is. Like, yeah, it's really – I thought it was all right when I, I looked at the crowd. He was but, broken uh, the whole time. Now it's back yeah. to being broken. So, right. yeah, man, I think it's going to be fun to watch. And I'm excited. Damon, Damon Lillard. I mean, if it goes seven, man, it's perfect for everybody. You know, yeah, it's, it, it, obviously it, it hurts me a little bit, but I feel like for everybody that expects us not a fan of either team, they're probably hoping it's going seven because this is great TV. This Whoa. is the battle. This is the boxing match you want to go the full length, blow for blow. It's just like the two point guards going at it, so it's what everyone wants. I hope it's five, but I see it going seven. Yeah, and if it goes seven, it's great TV because everyone will be looking in the crowd for you, right? We'll tell everyone to look for. Oh, one hundred percent. If it goes to game seven, and it is on a Saturday night, I believe Friday <laughs> or Saturday night next week. You could book it now. I will be in that arena, and yeah. if. And if they lose, then I probably won't be coming back. I'll probably be depressed. I'll join the homeless crews in the streets of Portland. I'll be so sad just with all my Lillard stuff. Like, I'm still here for you, buddy. I love it. But, man, I, uh, I'll i be there. That's 100%. You can, I don't care what the ticket price is. Lock it. So It's going to be great to check in next week on that then for sure. Yeah. Well, um, hey, Pete, you got a buzzer beater question? Oh, man. Let's see. Do you guys think any one player can guard Kevin Durant in the NBA? One player. I don't I personally don't think so. Um especially not any sorts of one-on-one. I mean, if you're going to have any effectiveness 
on the defensive side against them, it's got to come with some double teams like you've talked about with the the, the lack of spacing and, and stuff that they have. You, you're going to have to get that from some a combination of dudes. There's not one player. I mean, his his skill set, his efficiency, his length, There, I can't think of anybody. I mean, I think the best we've seen so far has probably been – it's funny because we're like, man, Kawhi played so yeah. good in that game. And then you look <laughs> at the stats and you're like, wait a minute. Y'all were kind of saying, like, Kawhi did such a great job and he did decent in the overtime, but it's like, didn't he drop 50 or something in that game? Like, did he hit some corner shots? It's like, at the end of the game, when Kawhi was trying to play as lockdown as possible, it was like, nope, KD's like, I'll hit a couple fadeaways, especially the one in the corner, the three to tie it. Nah, you can't cover me. Maybe Greek could possibly, like, try to keep up with him because he has the length. Um... And I feel like that's probably the closest player that could get to maybe trying to slow him down one-on-one, but that's about it. Yeah. You know what's funny is that I went through the exact same thought process. It was the first thing that comes to mind. It's like, well, there's Kawhi. Oh, wait. Just <laughs> We were just talking about KD dropping 51 on Kawhi, you know, in like the last podcast or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's like, what, would he have had 81 if it was someone else? But, uh, and then it's like, well, and then Greek. You know, someone you try to think, well, which who, might be the who could win we get in the finals? Who could be, win Defensive know? Player of the Year or something? That's who you're racking your brain up, you know, to see who could guard KD. But I mean, a seven foot tall, 50, 40, 90 shooter, it's just impossible. Yeah, it's teamwork and stuff. Yeah. Now, are you bringing it up because of him completely destroying Patrick Beverly? Yeah, I was just curious because a lot of these naysayers are basically, you know, they don't watch the game and, you know, they just tune in and think, you know, see a box score and they're like, oh, Patrick Beverly locked up KD, but had nothing to do with it, man. It was it was a it was a team effort, like doubling off Draymond Green, doubling off Cousins, pinching off Draymond Green, things like that. I mean, think about it. Even even if KD goes against Greek. You know, we we all think KD's the better player, right? Mm-hmm. We got KD one, but when they go to battle, Greek's gonna. You could say what you. The advantage KD will have is he will have other stars that can take over the game, which Greek doesn't have. Yeah. But in terms of those two mano y mano, Greek's gonna have the way better advantage, in my opinion, because when Greek's you know running his offense, it's good. And say KD's guarding him, it's gonna be one on one. No one can pinch. Mm-hmm. No one can help. Everyone's spaced. Now, when you put Greek on him plus Brogdon helping off Draymond, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that's tough, dude. KD goes to dribble. Greek's already a good defender, like we said. But now you got Brogdon poking at him because don't, don't nobody care about Draymond Green. They care about Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Can you help off Brooke Lopez like you can on Draymond Green? Yeah. No. So this is going to be a huge difference. The one advantage, you know, you no one's going to play a violin for KD, though, because, I mean, he's on the best team. Yeah, exactly. His huge advantage is... They have other guys that can take over games, which a lot of other stars don't have that luxury. And that's probably the best luxury to have. But in terms of showcasing your talent and just being the most dominant player, I feel like the Greek Freak and James Harden have the best situations by far. Well, I think it's Ooh. funny, too, because, I mean, Doug, you brought it up. Is it is it a question kind of because the media has been blowing up this Pat Bev versus KD thing? And I think KD just said it great in the interview with the whole David versus Goliath thing. It's like... 
if you're not a KD guy or not a Warriors guy, the entire world wants to see that operation crumble. Yeah, Everybody in the sure. world is looking for every poke that Patrick Beverly gets, every time KD misses a shot, every technical that KD gets, every offensive foul that KD has. The entire world is standing up in bars around the country like, yes, let's go. Maybe yeah. the Clippers can get them. So they, they had some miraculous comeback, and it's – talked about like this great thing but it has like pete said it has zero to do with okay maybe like two percent to do with what patrick beverly is doing on kd it's a system thing um and that's what it's going to take like you said with with the help that that greek would get from hit around him that's what it's going to take for somehow to stop kd it's going to take a system it's going to take an army this is the best thing to happen to them seriously that 31 point thing might be the reason why they win a championship because the way KD was playing, that style where he's a pass player, you know, letting things come to him and all that crap, not being super aggressive, it's cool and all. But against the Rockets, it wouldn't have worked. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you need KD to go out there and score. And if they would have, say they swept the Clippers, one thing that's the problem with Kerr, the one problem I have is they get really content in what's mm-hmm. working instead of game planning each series differently yeah. so they would have came in with the same mindset just blowing the clippers out 30 points every game yeah. Yeah. and they would have came with them with, with that mindset katie would have been trying to facilitate they could have lost game one that way yeah you know getting yeah. caught off guard like oh crap this isn't gonna work we're gonna need katie to do what he did but now they know that already it's a great point so now they're gonna be way more they're gonna have those plays ready for katie they're gonna be running those screens with bogut and, and they realize they gotta equipped. be they gotta be locked in, you know, the entire game. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. the big, like you said, the biggest downfall too. I feel like, you know, if I'm the Rockets, I'm like, please, ESPN, stop poking KD. <laughs> Media, <laughs> please stop. Like, just talk about him like he's a beast, please, because we need him to not yeah. be poked when he plays us. And it's, I don't think it's Patrick Beverly that's getting to him. I think it's the media that he finally was just like, and I don't think it got to him. I think it's just the silent killer, like Dame. It's just like finally, like. Let me just throw up a relaxed 38 to shut you guys up for a couple days. <laughs> yeah, so okay, true. I, I'm trying to get some sleep. This was yeah. the worst, the worst matchup. Not for this was the best matchup for the Warriors, and the worst matchup for the Rockets was for them to play because they're gonna they were gonna run the same style. Put Chris Paul on KD. Now the Warriors are working out all the kinks yeah. to this defense. This is the same defense the Rockets are gonna run, except. The Clippers are probably better at it. Let's be yeah. real. Patrick Beverly's way younger, way way more sharp on defense than Chris Paul is at this point in his mm-hmm. career. Yeah. So they're going to try to throw that same crab at Katie, and he's already going to be well-equipped for it. They're already going to have screenplays to get around it. There are, You know what I'm saying? So that sucks for them because it would have been a much better advantage if they would have came in having to figure the, these things out after a loss, right. mm-hmm. after a crazy comeback by the Rockets. Rather than them figuring it all out earlier and being way more equipped, mm-hmm. so and it might play into that advantage the way that the Jazz are not able to slow down the Rockets at all. If the Rockets keep yeah. blowing teams out by thirty, and you're going in just confident, you know this or that, like we can beat the Warriors, and all of a sudden you get smacked <laughs> when you're not used to getting smacked, but for like a couple weeks, oh, you're so or for right. a while, Such that's a great yeah. point. You, yeah, because now they're they sweep the Jazz because the thing that's so, it's funny because they drew the perfect matchup. But by them drawing the perfect matchup, they might not be building that. Yep. That like where you have to build up that level to that get to playoff. win that championship. Yep. Yeah, because they they might be in cruise control, you know, in the first couple games, 
Like like Corey said, and uh, it's going to be tough to get that extra energy that you're yeah. going to need to play someone like the Warriors over the Jazz, who's literally the perfect roster for you. The the best way to beat the Rockets is to have a lineup that can switch all screens. That's the type of lineup the Warriors, they've always done that. They, they switch all screens. Even yep. though you can get mismatches, the majority of their players can switch. Draymond Green can guard one through five. KD can guard one through five. How often can you say that right. from you know yeah. guys like that? So yeah. when it comes to that, it's going to be a lot different than when you're playing against the Jazz and it's Joe Ingles can't keep up with Harden. Rudy Gobert really can't keep up with Harden. So when you're getting those switches... It's a lot different, you know what I mean? Yeah, I tell you what, I mean, I'm looking forward to the uh, yeah. the second round of the playoffs Can't in general. Wait. I, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to be that series right there. You know, <sighs> Fire, I think dude. is going to be one of the best series we've seen in a while. It's going to be must see TV. Um, you know, fans out there of, of any teams, you know, if, even if your team's not in the playoffs, give your outside perspective of some of the stuff you have going on. Whether yeah. you're a Lakers fan like Doug, you can yeah. still join into the party. Um, but yeah, give us your uh, your questions for next week. Obviously, by the time we get to next week, we're probably going to be looking at some second round matchups already. Um, so yeah, give us your guys' opinions, your takes on some of the things that have gone on, and then also hit us with your questions as always. Um, it's good being back in the studio with you guys, man. I'm looking forward to next week. This is uh, this going to be a good week of basketball. Yeah, I can't wait. Right. So, as always, Rip City.